This is Agents Influence Podcast. We help agents discover technology, evaluate that technology, select the best technology for their organization, and we help them implement it so they get the most value out of what they are investing in. We now are focusing on the technology and helping them learn what's out there and then giving them a way to compare different solutions, again, for them to be able to narrow down the ones that seem best for them and pick the right one. I'm Jason Cass, and we're going to help you think differently, change your agency, change your finances, change your family, and in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. All right, all right, all right, you loyal listeners. Welcome to another episode of Agents Influence Conversations with Jason Cass. And today I am joined with one of my good friends, one of my longtime industry friends. A long time, a lot of times, you loyal listeners know that I just interview people that I've never met before. Um, that is on the opposite side of the spectrum when we talk about the relationship that I have with Steve Anderson. Uh, Steve, welcome to the podcast again. Uh, Jason, always a pleasure to have a chat with you. So thanks for having I always, me. You know, I can, I can speak with you whenever I, I, I can speak with you as much as I wanted to, because I just love talking with you. We see each other every so often out there in the conferences or whatever, but I purposely always want to do a podcast. You've been on four of mine now, and I oh, always okay. want to do, I always want to do one every year, two years with you because so much is changing, right? Um, what a great time to be alive in the insurance industry, someone like yourself, Steve, who who was battling in the 80s and 90s and transforming the industry, and it's a slow process. <laughs> but in the last five to six, seven, eight years, man, we've had some movement, haven't we, we Steve? There, there's definitely been some uh, traction gained, and uh, I think it's, uh, you know, I have to say, I think it's uh, people like yourself and, uh, and others who are coming oh, in and saying, hey, we need to rethink how we do things. Um, I think it's some of us older ones who are going, yeah, probably we do. Things are changing. So let's let's figure out what that looks like. But I have to admit, being the one who's always trying to push the envelope and all those who've come in before me or after me, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, the wisdom of those who have been there when it was slow, when before we had download, right? Some of us, been, oh, yeah. some of us depend on who you're talking to were... Where, you know, you talk to Rick Morgan, he still brags about how he created T-filing in 1984. You know what I mean? So, so, exactly. so it's like, that, that's a lot of stuff. And when I just said T-filing, do you have so many ideas? How many people are listening to this right now? I have no idea. Probably never heard never of Never heard right? of transaction filing. But anyways, yeah. very, very yeah. smart process that you can do. <laughs> Instead of doing it by name, you do it by the transaction, which is usually following the date. Um, Mike Beard actually Correct. learned of that in the early 2000s when I was first working and we would have a yellow envelope that we would write on it September and every transaction went in there in the order from front to yep. back. And if somebody yep. had an issue, you didn't have to go try to find the file because most people who are listening don't understand that like there were stacks of files on these filing cabinets and someone had to file cabinets and right? someone um, had to file I mean, I, all that crap. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I remember when we went to electronic, we got rid of 17 file cabinets. <sighs> 
in our in the agency I was in at the time, and uh, and that was crazy too. Who? What do you mean you're going to scan and store paper electronically? You can't do you that. Can't do that. So what, what happens if you that. lose it? What if happens? You know, and 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 you know the thing is, uh, Steve, but. The, I was young in 2001, 2002, brand new in this industry, and I was the person who always had to stack the or file the files, right? And we right. all know as independent agents and loyal listeners out there, it's the same people that are always calling your agency, right? And 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 it was the same files I was always stacking, and I'm like, why are these same people always <laughs> the ones? But man, that's something we don't have to do anymore. We do. We just do it electronically, right? We're storing things exactly. in our management system. We're attaching it. Um, there's uh, And now we're getting to um, RPA automation, which I think is going to be a huge thing going forward. Um, Jeff Roy has RPA now attaching files in his downloads at 1800 yeah. a night is what the trans this thing is transacting. So... Yeah, we went from the file cabinets, then we went over to doing electronically, and then kind of storing it in the cloud. And now we have these bots in there storing that in the cloud for us. How amazing! And where we have come from, Mister Anderson. Wow. Well, and I think you're right. It really, the last I don't know how many, but you know, three, four, five, six, seven years. Uh, I do feel like one, the technology certainly is getting better. RPA is a great example of that. Um, and people adapting it or uh, or figuring mm -hmm. out what it can do to benefit mm -hmm. them. And that really has always been for me the key, right? Technology for technology's sake is, is a waste of money and time. Mm -hmm. Technology that helps improve the customer experience and operational efficiency and those kinds of things are are definitely worth experimenting with. They definitely are. And and well said, well put there. So loyal listeners back in 2003, 2004, I was at the Illinois um, uh, IIA. Um, actually, I think at the time it was PIIA. These, these names they have there, Steve. <laughs> um, it, but 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 we're now we're at Branch and Lemonade and Hippo. I mean, so did we get any better? Um, so the the what was amazing about Steve was is you were always talking about technology, right? And this was mm -hmm. something that really you were really rubbing against people who um, at the time you were probably in your forties. Um, th there's people you're talking to who are in their sixties and seventies who are thinking this is never going to happen. Um, a lot of the stuff you were way ahead, um, especially when it came to mobile use. I want to give you props there. There was a lot of things that you helped people understand. I remember you telling me or telling, uh, I, this was actually in Louisiana when I saw you, um, you were telling us about, you know, we're going to use this phone device when we're on the go but I prefer a tablet when I'm at home reading my, um, the New York times on my, you know, and yep. you were, you started to associate where we would use these different types of things. And, and, and loyal listeners, this is 2011, 2010, you know, okay. iPhone came out two years, three years before that. Yeah. Um, iPhone so. came out in 2007. You know, so, and, 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 and people don't remember now it was actually a slow start for the iPhone who, mm -hmm. who, you know, and no keyboard and no, I mean, it was, it was not an instant success like people think of it today. 
Right, an app store. Like, why would I go to this thing and download things onto my, I mean, what in the heck right. would I do that for? Now we can't imagine that whatever. And Steve, I'm excited. Like, what are we doing today? What are we hearing today that's like a slow start, right? What are we hearing today that it's like, man, I don't know if that'll ever happen. And then in 10, 20 years, right? Like, I, I'll tell you, I don't, I don't know. Don't know. But crypto. When we talk about taking payments with crypto and using blockchain, I think today that's unimaginable like the app store was in 2008, mm -hmm. right? But mm -hmm. here we are. What do you think about that? Well, and I would I will separate um, cryptocurrency from the blockchain. Okay. Blockchain uh, allows cryptocurrency to take place, but it, it really are two different things. And what's interesting to me is that the insurance industry is – is one of the leading industries in looking at and experimenting with what blockchain could um, streamline, I guess is the right way to say really? it. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. One, one area that to me is really interesting is ocean cargo, right? So not something most agents deal with, but you have something manufactured overseas. It has to go on a truck from the, from the plant to the port to the ship back to a port here, back mm. on a truck, get delivered somewhere to a warehouse. Well, the insurance changes every time that product, that uh, container changes. Uh, and in the past, it's been a massively paper-focused process. And with blockchain, there are experiments going on to, for example, automatically create contracts when that container full of stuff is scanned at the port and, and not having to get paper and move things around. It's not fully implemented yet, but I those are some that. of the experiments and some of the ideas that are going on to actually look at what can blockchain do you know, for individuals, for the industry, again, helping to streamline processes that in ocean cargo's you know, have been around for hundreds of years, right? So right. how can we, and, and again, that's, as you said earlier, that's change, which is hard to implement and mm -hmm. get people adopting it, but you got to start somewhere and kind of prove the idea. So I, I that's agree. just one example. I think um, augmented reality, virtual reality, uh, I, I mean, we can pick all kinds of interesting technologies, even, you know, I've got here... Um, Oh, let's see if people, you know, I don't know if people can see, but I, the, uh, do you know what these are? Are the, Those are Google glasses of some type? Well, they or? look like Google glasses. They They're speakers? actually Amazon frames. They're echo okay. frames. So again, I could oh, put these on kind of thick see. area here. They've got speakers inside yeah. and I can ask Alexa with through my frame oh, to my do gosh. things. Well, listen, now, this is the reason is, why is you need crazy? to watch YouTube. Yeah. Well, wow. is that crazy? Yes. And who knows what it could be used to do again. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, and, mm -hmm. and I've also got to, I'll reemphasize what I said earlier. I love playing with the technology, but it, it really, the purpose is to help improve the customer's experience with mm -hmm. us as agents. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that is, should be, and at least for me is the, the focus. Yeah. 
You know, I, I think the blockchain, I think, will be really good when you think about it's a ledger, right? In, in, right? And I think that it will create that, right? It, if you think about it in a weird way, not really, like if I track a package, right, and from one place to another, that thing is going through a scanning process that keeps it going down this path, kind of like that cargo keeps it going. Um, I think that there's a lot of things that can be said for proof of like, you know, mortgages. I've heard that talked about before. Yep. Um, the, what scares me and what not scares me, let me say, what makes me wonder, Steve, is for instance, in the mortgage industry, you're going to eliminate a whole set of people, title agents, you know, mm -hmm. insurance agents, possibly mortgage brokers. You're going to have the person one end and then the buyer right here. And they are able to con uh, connect off of that stuff. And I think to myself in this world we live in, I guess technology is such a driver. Whereas in the past, it seems like good ideas didn't get to sprout because big business would keep them down. And now it's like, there's ways that this information and technology gets out there. And I think in 10 to 20 years, we don't have to keep beating it up. I'm just saying in 10 to 10 to 15 years, I think you and I are going to come back to this podcast and say, wow, look at this stuff we were doing. I think a lot of it's not even invented yet, but yes. I think there is a lot of stuff. How would I do insurance with augmented reality, right? How is this IOT really meshing? I heard a lot about that. Now I don't. I think all this stuff is going to come together to create something pretty, pretty well, wild. yeah, IoT, telematics, smart home, smart buildings. You know, uh, there's all kinds of things, and and um, and and maybe you don't hear as much about it, but I see all kinds of implementations of it. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, people experimenting. I mean, and and the risk mitigation aspect of all of those things like are pretty too. significant. It is. Steve, tell me what you're doing now. So um, Steve Anderson with the Steve, you can go to steveanderson.com. He's out there. He's got all kinds of stuff. He can help you. You should get his newsletter. It comes every Thursday. Um, you, you should, you should really, really check out what Steve, Steve-O, sorry, his name's Steve Anderson. I call him Steve-O. <laughs> uh, what Steve, it's what's okay. Steve, yeah. So what Steve is doing, but lately, Steve, you have uh, really come up with this idea and I'm going to tell you, I don't even know because hearing directly from you what it is. Tell me about this catalyst or where did this come from? What is okay. this? I'd be happy to. So I, I basically, I, I think the beginning way to think about it, Jason, is mm -hmm. that taking everything I've done for 25 years now in terms of helping agents with technology and improving it and scaling it. So what's actually really exciting to me is I have partnered with seven big eye state associations that actually have invested significant amounts of money into getting this entity going. And the reason is all seven of them, plus other states, have had a strategic goal of helping agents with technology. They've recognized it. They know it's a problem for agents, and they want to provide some help and solutions. And so long story we don't have time for now, but how mm -hmm. we came together and uh, Catalyst is built on my intellectual property, things that I've created over the years and things that I've done consulting-wise. And we provide it to agents through a monthly subscription program. Um, and we now have, so those seven partner states is what we call them, started it. And we officially launched last, excuse me, last October, and then we now have um, 11 other states 
Um, so we have 18 uh, Big Eye states that are offering these this service to their members. And wow. um, it really, it, it, I can boil it down into four things that we do. We help agents discover technology. We help agents evaluate that technology. We help agents select the best technology for their organization. And we help them implement it so they get the most value out of what they are investing in. And, you know, you, we, you've already said, right, technology continues to change so rapidly. You know, how do agents keep up? Well, mm -hmm. they haven't been. And they need to be focused on insurance. That's what they're good at. We now are focusing on the technology and helping them learn what's out there and then giving them a way to compare different solutions Again, for them to be able to narrow down the ones that seem best for them and pick the right one. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, AK Agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. CAS certified. Okay, because because that is true in a way. Can, agencies are the same, right? We're we're all our own fingerprints, right? We're all unique. But I think that we kind of do have a cookie cutter process that someone calls into our office and needs to make a change, or they email to us and need to make a change, or they go online. It's those same things. I think it's the dough that that's the cookies made out of that's unique. And I hear it a lot inside of the champions, inside the mastermind, where someone will say, "What's the best AMS?" It's right. now gotten to where we don't get into arguments as to what's the best one. Now, the answer is usually they're all unique and they depends on what your agency needs and how your agency set up and who your clientele is and what you're wanting to get out of it. And that it, and, exactly. and say well, my, my standard phrase, Jason, has always been there is no best agency management system, but there is a best system for your agency. Ooh. And it is all those unique factors. You know, if you're Ooh. primarily commercial, that's a whole different ballgame. Right. If you've got to focus on both commercial personal lines, maybe even now benefits is growing for a lot of agencies. That's a different, you know, set of rules or things that you need to look at. And what we do, certainly management systems are one, but I mean, we have, uh, I think now over 20 different categories of technology. And we have over, well, my goal is for Catalyst to be the resource for every, what we call solution providers, vendors, that has a product, service, or platform that agents sh should be aware of to be on the uh, to be on Catalyst and discoverable. And, okay. and again, if somebody, you know, you talk to somebody and I'm using this tool, now there's a place they can go check it out and get more information, not just have to go to the website or have to do a Google search. Whole goal here is to help agents save time and get them to the best choices they can make for their organization. Wow. Wow. I mean, that's a big undertaking. It, mean, is, it is, actually. And um, I, um, uh, you know, we've got, I, I've got a team of about seven. Uh, several are independent contractors. We um, now have two full-time employees. 
Um, we just hired an operations manager. Um, interestingly enough, uh, Olivia Schmidt has uh, come on board to uh, kind of help us continue to move forward and develop. So we've got some great talent. Uh, people have been around the agency world for a while, uh, some long-term people and newer people to give a great mix uh, to agencies. Yeah, and we do, great, great mix. We do three times a month. We have live events. So a training once a month, a what we call a open Q&A, mastermind call, group coaching, bring your questions. We'll have a conversation for an hour, an hour and a half and, and help get you the direction you need. And then what we call a demo lounge, which is vendors actually giving 15 to 30 minute demo of whatever they offer. So mm. again, agents can go on the platform, find these things, look at them, narrow down who they contact to go deeper but now they don't have to contact everybody. They can contact the two, three, or four that they think are going to be a best fit for their agency. Wow, yeah, that's that's something that's been needed to aggregate all that together. You know, sometimes it's it's like so many things. You don't realize you need it until somebody actually does it, and it's like, wow, we've needed that for a while, you know? So, so, so Steve, I mean, data is a huge thing inside of agencies. That's part of this. And, I mean, it, it's... it's um, one of the things that you deal with carriers a lot, and I and I, and I, we're not here to beat them up. I want to compare and contrast, though. I mean, I have a producer in my agency. He's 43 years old, used to be a big wig with Amtrak. When all this slowdown happened, he decided not to go back and join me. And he's done fabulous work, right? But for the first year of his life in personal lines, he used all the normals, okay? The ones that we all have. Yeah. But in the last eight months, he has used the insure tech carriers. Okay, mm -hmm. not no loyal listeners, as you know, I'm not saying one's better than the other. We may use names, but we're just saying names. Um, it, it's hard for me to get him to quote anything else. It's, it's so, so easy. easy. Yep. Jason, the questions I have to ask, and he still has the customer on the phone for a while, but he only has to ask. The, 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 the um, address, and then he's going through just confirming things. Mm -hmm. And then he's now creating conversation and we're not having to, you know, then jump back into asking the VIN number and then try to go back into a like, hey, little conversation. And, and it's like, so not only is he able to get the quotes quick, they're very competitive. Um, sometimes they're not, sometimes they're the best, right. which is like any other carrier. I mean, my first thing, Steve, is, is, how long do carriers allow this to go? Meaning, travelers, well, I don't want to say, I don't want to say companies. These companies start to realize they're losing market share. Is mm -hmm. that when they start to say, wait a minute, we need to get in there and try to buy these? Or do we not buy it and we create the technology? What's your thoughts around this, Steve? Well, I think a couple things. One is, there's no question that the traditional carriers, I'll say that. Well said have been around a long time and they frankly have a lot of legacy stuff. They're still trying to fix or change mm -hmm. or upgrade, whatever the right term is there. And, and many are doing it. It's an expensive and time consuming proposition, which is frustrating, right? For us and agents, because actually I think right now agents are moving much faster than the carriers are. True. And, you know, I think carry, you'll see more carrier acquisitions of technology, but I'm not sure that's going to be a good move. 
Because again, you've got this legacy mindset at a carrier. They've been successful for a very long time. They know the insurance business. And this technology-focused, maybe not as much depth in insurance, but certainly with technology, the question is going to be, how's that culture going to mix? And and who's going to win? Mm. And so then it might be, as you mentioned, agents saying, well, you know what? I'm going to bypass those carriers. And and frankly, I, I do think the carriers have more to worry about in the insure tech world than the agents do. Mm-hmm. Because now as agents, you have more options and you've just mm-hmm. described it. The question I think agents are struggling with or will be struggling with is, uh, you know, all the insure techs that came out early on to get rid of the agents, right? We don't need agents anymore. And that just wasn't That's true. Right. Never, never was true. They didn't mm-hmm. understand it. But now if you look at them, almost all of them are coming back to and building agent focus. Right. We need agents, right? We need agents. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I've been trying to figure out for a while kind of what changed or, or why. And I think it's that independent agency system has latest numbers, 36,500 locations. There is not enough money in the private equity or venture capital world to build that kind of distribution again. It's already mm-hmm. there. And customers have voted with their wallet. They still like talking to somebody. They do. Not just a robot. And agents have been remarkably resilient in this whole process. Mm-hmm. So I think it's... and. and Kind of in that same breath, I got to say to agents, you can't just sit back and assume that's going to continue. Again, things are changing fast. Customer expectations are changing fast. Two years of a pandemic have poured gasoline on all kinds of things, both for agents and for their clients. Mm -hmm. Right? You've seen it. You've seen, Mm -hmm. you know, I remember talking to you at some point in the recent past of doing a proposal to a Three hundred thousand dollar commercial yep. account Still got via that account. Zoom. Zoom. Mm-hmm. I mean, who would have thought? I mean, yep. agents would have been sitting in my classes three years ago, <sighs> absolutely aghast, saying, "You are an idiot. We will never do that." I know, huh? I might have been one of them. Even it's you, you far, might have. Been, you might have been yeah. even <laughs> as far ahead thinking as I am. I probably would have been one of them. You know, and I think scalability. You go to they wanted the the insure tech carrier or people the insure tech segment wanted deep pockets. They thought, okay, the carriers have deep pockets. If we go develop something, the problem with it is not only did they have legacy systems, but they all have their own legacy system, right. and that is hard to scale. But wait yep. a minute. These insurance agents down here, besides all those locations, they really only have five or six systems. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of them. So we can't charge them millions, but all of them will pay 40, 50, 60, 100, 300 dollars a month for something, right? Yep. So I think it was the scalability. And here's where I think we're going next is they've helped us with our tools for the front end, Steve. I think the next wave of insurance tech is to help us with the tools on the back end. How do we service? How do we do those things that are going to help us until renewal and at renewals? We've got a little bit of hint of those, but right now everybody's like focused on how do we collect the data? How do we best prospect? How do we best find them? How do we best the sales process? Um, But yeah, so that's, that's good. Great, 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 great stuff right there, Steve. Great, great stuff. And, uh, 
I had one other question. I'm looking at my questions here, but Steve, anything else that you want to mention as we wrap up for the future or anything? I mean, where do they find out more about Catalyst? I was saying Catalyst and it's Catalyst, right? Well, yeah. And actually I was going to say the name comes from Catalyst for Change and IT at the end for technology. Ah, and that's like a whole that. other story about how difficult it is to name a company and find domains and right all of that. So I like that though. Catalyst. Yeah. I mean, so that, I, it's I like that. C-A-T-A-L-Y-I-T dot com. And you can get some information there uh, about what we're doing. Um, I'm pretty excited about it. We've got uh, a way too long list of improvements that we're uh, starting to work on and, and making to the platform, make it, again, easier for the agent to be able to go in and, and find solutions that make sense for them. Well, so, that's awesome. Yeah. So Steve, I'm excited about it. It's um, you, you sort of alluded to it. It's uh, kind of fun at maybe the other end of my career, um, you know, to see what I've worked on developing and see how it's improving and scaling to be able to help more agents. And that's exciting to me. It is. And Steve, I get a lot of people who will email me occasionally and they will say like, man, you know so much about the industry and da, 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 da. I can't wait until I've been. It's, it's why you know so much about the industry. There's yeah. so much value in going and hanging out with your peers and sitting down at a round table at a lunchtime at some conference and just discussing and hearing what different people are doing. And I think I get to hear a lot of people. I've done over 700 of these podcasts, but you've done more podcasts if you look at them that way in your career by having these conversations with people every day. And it is good at the other end of your career, very, very nice way to say it, um, is that you, you are, you're aggregating almost all this shit that you have in your head. And I mean, and, and what, oh, also, so I don't butcher it, make sure the loyal listeners know about the book that you had come out. Uh, <laughs> is that two years ago already or last year? Uh, yeah, fall of 2019, um, I published a book called The Bezos Letters, Yeah, that was 14 good. Principles to Grow Your Business Like Amazon. And yeah. uh, that's a whole other story, but it's been a fun journey, uh, surprising. Mm -hmm. uh, it's now been translated into 18 different languages across the world. That's awesome, dude. It's that is pretty surprising and amazing and fun. Yeah, that that is. Did you ever make an audio book of it? Or is it on oh, Audible? Yeah. Audio, oh, Kindle. Yep, we've got and all did you formats. Do it? You were I the did. speaker? Oh, I did. wow. Cool stuff. Yeah. Cool stuff. Yeah. And that's all. It was an interesting process too. So, right. <laughs> and if they want to find out all this stuff, you can go to steveanderson.com. And yep. I mean, and you're going to, you're going to find all the catalyst and all this stuff like that. Loyal listeners. He's been a longtime friend of mine. If you think that I'm halfway smart, you're halfway wrong, but I'll <laughs> tell you this, uh, Steve has been a big, big role model for me. Someone I've always looked up to at the same conference, Chris Amron, Amrine, however you say his name, Amrine. Yep. Um, Amrine was uh, was at that same conference, and he was wearing a shirt that said "Insurance is fun," yep. and I remember that. You know, I remember <laughs> you. I remember that stuff, and it molded me into who I am today. Um, especially with you making me think outside the box. Once I got outside of my cocoon of my old agency and realized, like, wow, there are people thinking. Um, like me. And it's really fun because my son, um, Will now, who's in the agency, will go to some of these things and he'll come back and be like, Dad, they loss run pro. That's how yeah. we found loss run pro. He, yep. was, he, he hates the archaic way that he has to get loss runs. And he found sure. this and he's like, Dad, check this out. And I look at him, I'm like, oh, wow, 
thing is a fantastic um, program. So exactly. just, just things like that, just getting out there and allowing those new fresh brains. And at the same time, never forgetting um, those who are at the other end of their career, that your <laughs> wisdom is more valuable than, than maybe you know. And sometimes, well, and I, and I was going to say, kind of the way I, I think of it really is that, you know, when people ask, well, that's stupid. Why did that happen? We might actually be able to give you the history on why it happened that way. And maybe we Very didn't well see the unintended consequences to those decisions, but there are reasons why we there do are. things the way they do. We do. They're so. So well said to the younger generation. Believe it or not, there is a reason why we do the things that we do. Um, that That's so well said. So well said. Steve, appreciate your time, buddy. Jason, always a pleasure. And to all you loyal listeners out there, you know what I do because I do it for you. Tell me your thoughts and tell me your ideas, and I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Cass. He's Anderson, and we're out. Are dropped calls and poor voice quality slowing down your business communication? It's time you switch to a solution that keeps the team connected seamlessly. Introducing Lightspeed Voice, your gateway to a revolutionary VoIP system designed to elevate your business communications to the next level. With Lightspeed Voice, you get more than just a reliable connection. You get feature-rich system that adapts to your business needs, whether it's video, conferencing, virtual voicemail, or call forwarding. Lightspeed Voice, they've got you covered. They got my agency covered at the Insurance Alliance. Worried about the transition? Don't be. Lightspeed Voice offers a seamless integration, making the switch to our VoIP system a breeze. Our expert support team, that's what they're known for, is here to guide you every step of the way, ensuring a smooth and efficient transition for your business, that's right. But that's not all. Lightspeed Voice is not just a communication tool, it's a strategic investment in your business success. It is. Save on your monthly communication costs while enjoying top-notch service. It's a win-win and it is, and you can put that money somewhere else. Don't let outdated communication systems hold your business back. Upgrade to Lightspeed Voice today and experience the difference. Visit our website or call now to schedule a demo and see firsthand how Lightspeed Voice can transform your business communications. Lightspeed Voice, where every word matters and your business is always in sync. Cass approved.